In episode 495 with Lacey Phillips, we are talking all about how to manifest anything you want and you get both of our powerful manifestation techniques. Welcome to the Melissa Ambrosini Show. I'm your host, Melissa, best-selling author of Mastering Your Mean Girl, Open Wide, and Comparisonitis. And I'm here to remind you that love is sexy, healthy is liberating, and wealthy isn't a dirty word. Each week, I'll be getting up close and personal with thought leaders from around the globe, as well as your weekly dose of motivation so that you can create epic change in your own life and become the best version of yourself possible. Are you ready, beautiful? Hey, beautiful, and welcome back to the show. Last week, I brought you the most popular, most downloaded episode of all time, which you guys loved. So this week, I'm bringing you number two on the list, and that is How to Manifest Anything You Want with Lacey Phillips. And for those of you that have never heard of Lacey, she is the founder of To Be Magnetic, She is a manifestation advisor specializing in unblocking beliefs of unworthiness and expanding into alignment with what you are truly calling into your life. She has a special formula called The Formula by Lacey Phillips. And she says that she's not a spiritual teacher, but simply a student of life that was born with the gifts of being able to read energetic patterns. She provides a formula and tools to assist you on your own authentic exploration. You guys are going to love this conversation and there is no mistake why it is number two on the most downloaded and most popular list. So let's dive in with the incredible Lacey Phillips for everything that we mentioned. It's in the show notes, melissaambrosini.com forward slash 495. Now let's bring Lacey back on. Beautiful Lacey, thank you so much for coming on the show. I'm so excited to have this conversation with you today. But before we dive in, can you please tell us what you had for breakfast this morning? (laughs) Thank you, number one, for having me. I'm really excited to speak to you and engage with your wonderful community. Yeah, I'm a trippy one. I intuitively eat. So I listen, I literally wake up every morning and in that in between conscious and unconscious state, I'll ask my body, what nutrients are you craving? And it's very cyclical, meaning like it follows my cycle. So this morning, as I happen to be on my cycle, I mean, TMI, but I, it was craving like a very, very clean soup. So it was chicken, like bone broth. And I put some wakame in it and some veggies in it. And I ended up having that soup for breakfast. (laughs) Yum, yum, yum. So for those listening that don't know much about you, can you tell us about your story, how you got to where you are today doing the incredible work that you now do? Absolutely. So in a nutshell, I was born and raised right outside of Yosemite, California, and in a very... So beautiful. Oh, it's really, really stunning. We actually, just as I was saying before the episode, we have a house that we've bought there and redesigned and biohacked and everything that we're launching next week as a brand to be a retreat space. And so I'm from that area. It's very conservative. However, I did grow up with a couple of maternal figures who, who were very spiritual. And I moved out to Los Angeles at 17 to be an actress and a model, like a, I think everybody in LA. But I, I was so broke and I come from a really broke 
humble background. And so my mother, who always had a family intuitive, gifted me a session for my birthday. And my only question to her was, how do I make money or how do I have some sort of monetary stability (laughs) within being an artist? And in a way, she was right. She said, run out and buy this book. It's a very, very old book on manifestation. Read it to, you know, read it and follow it to a T and you'll manifest everything you want. And I'm a Capricorn moon, so I really listen to things that I care about and I followed it very diligently. And it's very much the rhetoric that many of us are familiar with. You know, there was another big wave of it in the 2000s. It's a lot of the think positive, visualize, pretend to be what you already want, you know, be in the vortex, that kind of a thing. And I really practiced it, I mean, till I was blue in the face and I became very superstitious and very afraid of my feelings and negative thoughts. And I was always, you know, visualizing for things I truly didn't believe I could have until I hit about the age of 25 because that wasn't resulting in much for me. And totally accidentally, actually through dating and a couple of other patterns, I started to realize that whenever I actually stepped into my self-worth, especially my subconscious self-worth, which we can get into later, I actually started to materialize very rapidly what I wanted. And I went, oh my gosh, hang on here. This has nothing to do, this meaning manifestation has really nothing to do with positivity. It has everything to do with self-worth. And so with that, I just kind of threw away everything I had ever learned through the secret and the Hicks books and all the things. And I just watched what I did when. And during that time, I became very in tune with the fact that I have a gift, that I can read energy, which I think I had been taught a lot of my life to suppress. And I started to really listen to it and combined it with watching patterns. And I started to notice that manifestation was actually incredibly formulaic and very practical and had very little to do with a lot that we've learned in the past and a lot to do with very simple psychology and self-worth being, I believe self-worth is the law of attraction and beautiful neuroscience to use neuroplasticity to reprogram our limbic brain that we imprint in childhood. And I started to have like unbelievable results through it, but it was sort of always my closet thing. And at the time I was, you know, playing with a lot of different iterations of career because I had quit acting as well at 25, even though it was going fine, I realized that it, it certainly wasn't the path I wanted to be on. And I think I was living out a dream of my mom's because she had been an actress and a model when she was young. And so at that time, I was actually holistic chefing for very high-end people in Hollywood. And they would always hear me speaking about like the universe, this, I manifested that. And it was actually one of my really big actress clients who said, show me this whole manifestation thing you do. I mean, I'm familiar with like, you know, visualize and positivity, but you seem to get everything you want. So show me. And I was like, I, you know, I think I just have this weird superpower. (laughs) I don't know if anybody else can do this. And so I did show her and she started to manifest right away. And then friends were the same. And it was actually her who said, you know, Lacey, you're a great chef and all that. I do think that this is your gift and your calling in life. And so as I believe the universe tends to do when we aren't jumping out of a nest quick enough, one holiday season, all of my resources dried up. So that means all of my clients went out of town. I had no money. I was living on a credit card that was maxed out. And during meditation, I just kept asking. I was like, show me what you want me to do. And it had been obvious and loud for months, but very loud during this time that I was 
being forced to put this gift into the world because it is so formulaic. It's so actionable. And though it's easy, it takes a little bit of work, meaning like we do have to face some of our darkness and our limiting beliefs and inner child issues. But it's it's so tangible that <laughs> the world needs it. And so I very, very shyly put it out um, on my blog and just said, hey, I'm doing these manifestation sessions if anybody is interested. And that was three years ago and it's just taken off like wildfire. <laughs> and that leads me basically to today. Wow. So your title is a manifestation advisor. Now, my husband says that I'm a master manifester. And he says that I have this like magical manifesting fairy dust. And this is something that I've worked on. And and some of the common things that I hear people that what they want to manifest in their life, you know, romantic relationships, or maybe they want to manifest more like-minded friendships, or maybe they want to manifest better health or to heal from something. And then finally, there's lots of people that also want to manifest, you know, the promotion or a different job or their dream career. And I want to know, how can we manifest anything we want? Like, how do we actually do it? You know, it really comes down to three key factors that play the biggest role, I believe, in manifestation that took me a little minute to figure out. But it really does come down to these three things. So number one being, I don't believe that thoughts create our reality. I believe that our belief system that was imprinted, our subconscious limbic brain, meaning that prehistoric brain that, you know, guides our fight or flight mechanisms, that is actually constructed between the ages of zero to seven, if we're being generous, 14. And it really does imprint basically everything we are most likely going to loop the rest of our lives. So where we witness, (laughs) I know it's like, hey, wow, (laughs) that's a lot. Yeah. A lot of factors play into that, right? So it's the, you know, familial modeling we took in, peer modeling, media, our community, our our mother's relationship with herself and our father. And, you know, it took in this vastness of our world of what needs were met. And basically where we received a lot of accolade and a lot of love and admiration for things or stuff that we witnessed our family had or they succeeded in very easily. Those are things we manifest very simply. However, whatever was in lack or had pain or shame, those are our blocks. And those are what we tend to have a little bit of trouble around manifesting. So that's number one is that we are actually projecting from that limbic part of our brain and just re-looping over and over and over again, patterns and what we can have. I totally agree with you. But do you not feel like it is beneficial to not not just walk around, you know, thinking all of these positive things and not taking action, but don't you think it's still beneficial that we do have more of these positive thoughts? Absolutely. So that'll lead me in. I'll, I'll kind of touch on that, which I think is, is really important. And I think that becomes what we end up becoming when we face any of our pain and shame. (laughs) And I'll tell you how. So number one, that's kind of an important distinction to make is that we're manifesting from that projection of that place. And then number two, 
a really important, I don't know, thing that I noticed, you know, we talk, we hear a lot about manifestation, visualize, you know, put that vision board out there and, and just see yourself and the job and the house and the thing. And though, of course, there's value in that. It's not going to be a very quick way to get where you're wanting to go. What I started to notice, it just comes down to very simple neuroscience of mirror neurons. So basically, where we witness somebody who we identify with, may it be that they're a similar sex or they come from a similar background, just there's key elements in them that we go, oh my gosh, I can really see myself in this person. And when they embody, have, or are successful in what we want, it's a very quick expansion. It's very rapid for us in our subconscious mind where it creates space. So it's this element of seeing to believe what's possible. So therefore, instead of spending your time visualizing, because again, if your subconscious, when you were growing up, never witnessed that what you want is possible in first person or second person, it doesn't even believe. Like, I'll give a great example of this. When I was waitressing at the Laugh Factory on Sunset and I was manifesting my Malibu home with like a sauna and and I'm making $350 a week, it certainly isn't coming through because I didn't even know anybody in my vicinity at that time who had such a thing and who had made that leap from being an actress to having that. So it's actually, I call these expanders. It's really important to pick up expanders around you or on social media, and that's going to create the space for what you want to come through. And then the third really defining factor gets back to that self-worth piece. So we'll take dating for an example of this. You know, I think it's something that a lot of people experience and go through and are very familiar with that when we are going through kind of, especially in metropolis cities where we can feel like we're the doormat, for instance, you know, where we keep dating the emotionally unavailable person or the person that doesn't call us back or doesn't respect us. Every time we pass what I call as a test (laughs) that comes through, we're often tested. So when we want something greater than where we technically are, the universe will test us. And why it's testing us is to ensure that our self-worth is growing to align with what we want out there. And so that's actually what the true law of attraction is. It's our self-worth aligning with what we want. And the other key factors in that self-worth is meaning that we're expanded enough. We've seen to believe and we totally identify that we can have that thing. And again, this isn't something we can fake because we're dealing with our subconscious, but we have to actually see it. And then the first part being that we have, and that's where I'll get into kind of what you were just asking about, we have unblocked. That's what I sort of call my work. We've unblocked these limiting beliefs we picked up and imprinted in childhood. And so to get back to kind of your your second question, yes, I believe that it is so beneficial to walk around on the planet in positivity and openness, but I don't believe in the spiritual bypass to get there because in fact, we're staying in our comfort zone when we do that, right? So when we are not acknowledging those triggers that come up for us that make us sad, feel bad, feel jealous, feel angry, feel lack, and we just go, I'm going to switch my thought to something else. We're not actually shifting anything in our subconscious. We're just now shifting our daily vibe, you know? So when I started to do this work on myself where I went, I'm going to take a look at what making me feel less than in this situation and use what what we use in our work is very simple hypnosis. When we use that, 
when we go into the subconscious state, so that's the theta state, right? And we bring our subconscious forward, it can't tell the difference between what's real and not real. Therefore, what it can do through simple neuroscience is when we're in that state and we can't tell the difference and we bring up these old traumatic pinpoint root block memories and we heal them, we reprogram them, we work through them, then our neurons start to synapses a different way, connect and fire. Therefore, that old loop that's playing that is making us feel low vibes, for lack of a better word, loses itself. It literally falls off and we have this new healed loop that's totally projecting this great positive vibe. So by doing the simplicity of using hypnosis to shift these old loops that are literally fear and pain and shame and all of that stuff, we end up as a byproduct becoming a much more positive and happy person without needing that spiritual bypass. And then as a really added beautiful bonus to that, we are now projecting self-worth from that place, which is what you can call magnetism. And that's something that takes very, it takes no effort (laughs) because it's now our new belief system that we're projecting out into the world. Mm, so good. So good. I have a little three-step manifesting process that I'd love to share with you as well. I can't wait. And, And I have manifested so many amazing things through this process. And I love everything that you've said. And I think your work is so amazing. And I I wanna I've got a few more questions for you around the types of things that you have witnessed people manifest, because I've seen all sorts of amazing things, you know, people manifesting their dream jobs and partners and healing from certain things and, you know, money. You know, one of my friends said to me, I just manifested $10,000, you know, so I have, I've heard some amazing stories. And what's worked for me over the years is firstly, getting really clear on what it is that I want. Absolutely. So, writing that down, getting really clear on what it is, because we can't manifest like something we don't really know what we want. You know, we might be like, yeah, I want a new job. Oh, well, what type of job? Like, what do you see yourself doing? What, you know, what does it look like? So I think that's a really important point is getting really clear on what it is you exactly want. And then secondly, what I do is in my morning meditation, I fully feel it and I feel as though I already have that thing or I feel like that thing or whatever it is I want to manifest is already within me because it is. And I, you know, I smile whilst I'm doing it and and I feel like that turns on my cells and it turns you know, my body, it wakes my body up and Mm -hmm. I feel it with every fiber of my being and every single cell in my body. And I see it and I own it and I embrace it and I embody it. But in saying that, if an emotion comes up, I feel that too. I don't suppress that. I don't do the spiritual bypassing. If there's like unworthiness that arises when I'm doing this exercise, I'm like, oh, wow, that's interesting. And I do go and look at that because I feel like triggers are invitations for healing. And so I I look at that. There's definitely no suppressing. I have, you know, I learned to suppress and that didn't get me very far. So I had to relearn to feel my emotions. And then the third step is I take daily inspired action. And so that after my meditation, 
I write down the one thing that I need to do today to move toward that thing that I want to manifest. Maybe it's making a phone call or it's booking the class or it's hiring a graphic designer or having a conversation with someone. And so that's my little three-step manifesting process that has worked for me and has worked for lots of people as well. And yeah, I just, I love that we have this at our fingertips and that there's people like you out there teaching people how to take back responsibility and ownership of their life. But I would love to hear what are some of the epic things that you have witnessed people manifest? Absolutely. And thank you so much for sharing that. And I love what you said about the clarity piece, I think is so important. You know, something I say often, like in our our number one workshop, which is how to manifest is if you ask for wishy-washy things, you get wishy-washy stuff in your life, right? So I love encouragement of clarity and something really fascinating. I don't know if you've heard of human design. Have you ever heard of that? Yeah. Oh, do you know what you are? Imagine a generator. Yes. I actually, I haven't done it in so long and I can't remember, but I should do it again. Oh yeah. It's so, it's so wonderful. And it actually just really intertwines super beautifully with my work in the sense that I believe that we came, when it comes to manifestation, I really believe that our incarnation on the planet is, you know, for us to get back into our most whole, worthy, authentic selves, wholeness, which is what we were born as essentially. Right. And then we experience pain, shame and blah, 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 the human experience. And therefore it builds kind of up this ego onion layer that we need to peel back. And so with, that human design is really beautiful in the sense that it it expresses that we all came in as a soul with a blueprint to our authenticity. And therefore, if we decondition all of the not self things we picked up, then we live in complete utter flow. But something within human design that might be really interesting to your listeners that might be intrigued by human design. And it's this, it's wonderful. It's a wonderful system that's, if anybody's into astrology, it kind of takes it to the like 10th degree further. And so in it, there is such a thing as a non-specific manifester and a specific manifester. And what that means, based on like a simple way that an arrow points, this distinction's become very strong in my community. So I just want to point it out that specific manifestors, which is what I am, and I imagine you very much are, they're the type of people who write down or envision the very like nitty gritty detail of what they want. And that's what tends to come through. And this might identify with some of your listeners you guys might manifest things where you're like, I kind of had some core details of things that I knew I wanted, but when I'm really specific, what I want doesn't come through. But I'll give an example of even my human design reader, who's a non-specific, when she goes like, universe, I want to live somewhere warm. She's grown up in London her whole life. I want to live somewhere warm. I want to be like happy in in an apartment there with my partner, but I'm going to throw it to you to show me what that is. And then bam, she manifests moving to Monaco, you know, a month later. (laughs) So there's such a thing. So I just want to make that clarity for people who might be sitting there and feeling like, ah, I've gotten so clear and it never comes the way I want. That might be an interesting thing to look into. And again, regardless if you're specific or non-specific, you do need to know options of what you want if you're non-specific. But if you are specific, like I imagine we are, the more, the clearer and more detailed you can get, the better for what you want to come through. And then I love what you had to say definitely about envisioning with your entire soul. 
And I think there's so much relevance to that. And I would imagine that you've probably had a lot of really beautiful mentors along the way who have showed you so much of what you want as possible. Even the fact that that you sitting there and envisioning and feeling on a cellular level that you can have and already do have this thing is so beautiful that I'm sure you've picked up somewhere that you're even worthy enough for that. Because a lot of people who are just stumbling in will most likely, not a lot of people, but I can feel a percentage when I do this work of people who will sit there and feel that they'll be like, I'm feeling it, but I don't know if I totally believe it all the way, you know, like at a, at a really cellular level. So just you expressing that already serves as like a beautiful expander that you can arrive at that place. And I do believe the more you manifest that bridge of being able to feel it and know that it's there or you already have it or it's coming, that is one of their hardest things to do is just make that step. And I just want to, you know, add to what you're saying, I think is so important to take that actionable step. It really means the world. And for the person, especially who's afraid, even of a minuscule step, anytime you do one thing that walks through a fear you have, or that's actionable, what you're energetically communicating to the universe is I'm worthy of this. And especially if you're afraid, you're instantly going to create magnetism because what you're really doing on an energetic level is you're taking ownership and saying, I'm worth this. And that's, again, I really believe that worthiness is what attracts things. So I'm so glad that you outlined that for any listener. And I think there's so, so much they can take away from that, putting those things into action. Now, when it comes to seeing what, what people have manifested at this point, I've worked with thousands of people. And I mean, I've seen the craziest stuff. I mean, I've seen manifesting the wildest visas that are impossible to, of course, like on the material plane, you name it, the craziest things like, you know, even children, like manifesting children when that's absolutely impossible for them. Money. I mean, I've seen, I think about everything. I've seen the gambit at this point of what's possible of manifesting. And it it actually like, doesn't, I don't even get surprised now when like really wild things come out of left field that people can achieve. I really believe people can have anything they want. Totally. Has there been anything where you've gone, oh my gosh, like has anything like really shocked you or surprised you and like even made you go, whoa, or are you now just like, yeah, this is, of course, of course I can manifest that. I think I'm definitely like at the, of course, of course, let me think what has been the most shocking, you know, I think, I think to me, and I've always been like this, even when I acted, I loved when people discover something about themselves that's completely not their natural way of going about life. And so again, I've seen like the craziest, craziest things of manifesting, but one story that I really love, and I, you know, I don't think this is going to resonate with every listener, but I think it's really beautiful. There was somebody on our team, you know, people get very curious when they start to hear anybody who's doing this work and they start to manifest pretty quickly. And they'll be like, wait, what, what's this thing? You know? And so one of the girls on this team, she was doing it. And her roommate at the time who grew up in a very 
like linear family that's like go to school, marry well, you know, things that are programmed through society. And so she was kind of the one who's like this, you know, woman's like out dating the wealthy guy and the blah, 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 and trying to make it in her career and all of this stuff. And she started to do the work. She made a list <laughs> of what she was calling in and a partner and she started to unblock. And then all of a sudden a woman came into her life and it happened to be one of her close friends and they fell in love. And so she wrote this testimonial where she was like, whoa, number one, (laughs) number one, it's everything on my list. It's everything I've ever wanted. I never would have like looked under the hood of what I, I really wanted in another person or been open to it unless I unlocked a lot of this programming that I've picked up and they're very much in love. And I think at this point, I I think they may live together. I might be incorrect on that one, but I love those stories. Mm. When you discover something about yourself that you might be suppressing or, uh, you know, like a great example of that could be you really are out there trying to manifest on the material plane of this promotion in your job and this money and all of these things. And then you really start to do the work of unblocking and you go, holy shit, I'm not even following my authentic purpose and myself. I need to pivot. And then the universe starts supporting you so tremendously because you're getting back onto your authentic path. And I think those above any of like the big material things and like the big health issues being, you know, when people are out there, you know, healing themselves, I think that's what lights me up the most because again, getting back to what I believe the true the true thing that's going on here is we are really just getting back into our most whole, worthy, authentic selves. And when I see people pivot onto their true, authentic path and have the licensing to like be that and then be fully rewarded, meaning prosperous, loved, like whatever that is for you, that full reward starts to come through for finally being yourself, yourself in whatever capacity that is. That to me is the most inspiring stuff when I see that. Yeah, so awesome. So beautiful to be able to bear witness to that. And something that I was recently exposed to, a woman reached out to me, and I would love to hear your perspective on this. For someone who maybe, you know, reaches out and says something like, I've been trying to manifest my soulmate for two years, or I've been trying to manifest a job for five years, and it's not working. Besides, you know, maybe looking at your manifesting process and my manifesting process, what's really going on? Like, is it a self-worth thing or where can these people start if they have literally been trying to manifest and it's not working? Where where can they start? You know, it's really like for lack of a better word, it's very simple. There's a block going on. That's the only reason why there's only two things that can, you know, usually be happening. There's a block or they don't really believe on a subconscious level, something's possible. And the really beautiful thing and why I personally use, and obviously we use in the workshops, hypnosis, which like my process is a little bit different in hypnosis because Traditional hypnosis gives like repetition of of the positive again. So it can be kind of spiritual bypassy where my brain and coming from a lot of low self-worth is too smart for that. It has to see the root and the whatever. And so the beauty of whether it's my work you're doing or anybody's or anything you're doing out there, I think hypnosis can be a really fast track because 
there's always a block. That's the only reason. Again, anybody can have anything they want with, you know, like anything. And so, and I've seen, I mean, the craziest cases, like going back to the relationship model of people coming together. I always like to say, you don't have a one out there, you have 10 orbiting like you. So no matter, you know, if you think you're broken or you have the lowest self-worth, there are 10 people who want to come through and connect with you. So when you have a block like that going on, something obviously is inhibiting. May it be that again, you don't, you're not expanded enough. You don't believe it's possible on a subconscious level, or you have something that's pushing it away. I like to say subconsciously pushing it away. When you do hypnosis, the beauty of with your subconscious forward, it always shows you. So like in our work, for instance, we even have this one, it's called the daily reprogramming exercise. It's something people can do every day in place of meditation. It takes 20 minutes and you journal out whatever triggers hitting you for the day. This could be the trigger, you know, it could be really coming up for you that this thing hasn't come through and you've manifested, you've been trying for so long. And then you go into the simple hypnosis and what it does is it just pulls up the block for you. So when we're in that, that state of giving over, it's very simple for our subconscious to show us. It never lies. And so all of a sudden people will be like, holy shit, it hasn't come through, let's say the relationship factor. I came from quote unquote, a perfect childhood. My parents were great and they had a loving relationship, but oh my God, I just saw my hypnosis say I'm a woman. I I grew up with a mom who ended up, you know, sacrificing her career to raise us because that was the social norm of the time. And she never got to follow her dreams and I'm really career driven. Therefore I equate that being in relationship means I can't be successful. And if success is something that drives me, I'm subconsciously pushing away relation. I'm literally from a subconscious loop saying, stay back, don't come near me because that's going to inhibit my level of success or being successful. Even though it's not at all true, it just gets back again to that subconscious imprintation. We, we picked up and even if our parents weren't projecting us, that's how we perceive something. So when we have these blocks, again, I just want to reiterate, you can have anything you want. It really, in, in my perspective of things, comes down to just knocking two things out of the park, figuring out where your subconscious is blocking you from it, and then making sure you're expanded. You've seen to believe that such is truly possible for you, exactly how you are today and all of your, your wholeness, meaning your messiness, your beauty. If those two things are happening, you're manifesting what you want. In, in my own lens, that's that's the way that I always sort of answer that and see that, and I've had I've just seen it over and over again in in really beautiful ways. You know, I had one particular woman who I was working with, and it's a really great example of that. She really came from what one would perceive as the easiest, best, most loving background. And, you know, for her specifically, that's what marriage with her family represented. And therefore she had been single for the last 10 years, even though she's stunning, successful, all of that, she literally could not find a partner. And as soon as that unlocked, she ended up finding her person. So it's, I really believe that, that you you can have anything you want. Like that's, that's the big takeaway is dream big because you can have it. Oh, yeah, absolutely. You can have whatever you want. But how important is surrender in the manifestation process? Yeah, I like to talk about surrender a lot, you know, like in an actionable way. So 
Surrender to me, when we talk about surrender, what we're really talking about is control, right? There's a sense of like controlling something or controlling it to happen, to will it to happen. But what's the energetic beneath surrender, right? Because like I can read the energy. So what the true energetic is, is that we don't really believe what we want's possible and we haven't seen to believe it's possible. Therefore, we're controlling. We don't, we don't truly believe somewhere in our being, you know, subconsciously that we can have something. So we're controlling it. So like a big part of manifestation that's always been taught is, is to surrender and it'll come to you. You know, people often say, even with pregnancy, it's like the moment you give up, it comes. And I'm sure a lot of people who are dealing with infer- infertility out there have been like, huh, I gave up five years ago and nothing's coming, <laughs> you know? So surrender, I think, plays a really big part, uh, but I just think it's important to know what's beneath surrender. So when you get to a place where you've seen to believe something's really possible and you you know it's coming, I believe that's when true energetic surrender happens. So maybe somebody like you, who, like your husband saying, has this manifestation fairy dust, you get whatever you want. When you get into a rhythm of being able to manifest anything, I like to call it your trust muscle. Your trust muscle gets stronger and stronger and stronger. It's like working out to your gap of belief is very small compared to somebody who hasn't manifested. Like they haven't been intentional and gotten a lot of things in their life. So for you, surrender comes, I'm sure, very naturally, you know, as it does for for me at this point, I, I like, I'm like whatever I want, like maybe a month away, you know, it's very simple. So for me, surrender is, is simplicity. Cause I, I know I've seen to believe whatever I want is coming and I know it's coming, but for the common person who may not be in that practice or has not manifested that much and doesn't have that strong of a trust muscle, their surrender might take a little bit more work to achieve that thing to believe and that knowing that trust that things are on their way. So like back when I was, you know, 23, just using simple manifestation practices of surrender, 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 it wasn't coming then for me. And I think it's really important for anybody who might be listening, who's like, fuck, I've been surrendering and nothing's coming (laughs) to know that there is a little effort you can put beneath that to build what surrender can be for you. Mm, Because there's a difference between saying, I surrender, I surrender, I let go, I let go, to then actually totally doing feeling that within your body. Yes, absolutely. And that's like the thing you just can't fake stuff. You know, like when it comes down to energy and energetics, because you can't be projecting one thing and then, you know, doing something else. So projecting one thing and saying something else. And so I think a lot of people can get lost in like, okay, I'm going to surrender. I'm going to fully let it go. But in the back of their mind, there's still something that's controlling the experience or hoping or wishing. And I think there's a way to an actionable way to take, to have tools around that. Mm. And so if someone is holding on right now and they have been saying, I surrender, I surrender, how can they release that grip? Yeah. So again, I like, and I hate to make it sound so simple. It really does come back down to a couple of things, you know, it's like, have I looked, is there anything, you know, when I really get into my subconscious again, because I believe it doesn't really matter what's happening in the conscious state. I've got to, you know, you have to really look beneath. Is there a block? You know, if I'm unblocked, it's good. 
the big one comes down when it comes to surrender is expansion. So have I really, truly met, been around, I see on social media and I have that aha moment. And I like to say this, the true expansion happens in this one aha moment. It's when you, and this kind of sounds egoic, but it's, it's not, it's an energetic, just to put words onto an energetic. When you have that moment where you're like, wait a second, she has this and I'm kind of better. I can definitely have that too. And again, this isn't anything to do with ego. You'll know you're expanded. So for the person who doesn't fully have surrender around something they're calling in, say maybe they're calling in a home, they're calling in the manifestation of buying their first home, and they haven't actually really seen to believe that in their neighborhood that they're looking, um, the budget that they they want to stay at, which may be beneath that potential, you know, quota of neighborhood, they haven't actually seen any listings for that price. They haven't actually seen anybody that they know get something for that price. So they haven't heard of anybody getting something, all the things they want for that price in that neighborhood. They're going to have a really hard time surrendering if they don't have a trust muscle, if they haven't manifested a lot of things in the past. So for that person, you're going to want to go out and find those things. So again, that could be looking at listings and being like, oh my gosh, whoa, six months ago, a house totally very similar to what I'm calling in, in the neighborhood I want sold for that. Oh my God, deals do happen. And that, they can happen to me. Why couldn't that happen to me? And then they go and like ask a cousin and, and something similar happened in that neighborhood. I like to say the less of your trust muscle you have, go find three versions of this expansion. Three should be enough for you to have that aha moment where you're like, okay, yeah. <laughs> this has happened enough that I know this is possible. That's where true surrender comes in when you have a trust muscle around it. That's sort of my, my take on it. So it's like go and look for evidence. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Our subconscious needs to see to believe something's possible. And then it's like we have the space for it to come through if we if we didn't before. Yeah. So whether it's a job, a career, a relationship, whatever it is. A weight level, a partner. Yeah, exactly. Any of it. Yeah. Go and look for the evidence. Look for the people who have done that before you, who have manifested that before you. And, and get inspiration from them. Maybe like stick their relationship, you know, in front of your vision board or whatever, right in front of your bath, in your bathroom mirror so that you can see it. So I love that. I love that. Yeah. I guess that's where vision boards really do come in handy. It's like, look for the evidence and find that. I love that. What's something recently that you've manifested in your life? Oh yeah. So I have, God, I have so many that come through often, but one really, you know, a couple like really big ones. I grew up again, you know, and like a lot of lack and I grew up kind of in a broken home and a very impoverished area. And I think last year when I manifested buying my very first house as a woman, you know, unmarried with no problem, that was, that was a huge one for me. And then most recently to me, buying a home in LA has always seemed quite, you know, intimidating, especially the area that I wanted to buy in, you know, which every house is over a million dollars and doing that, I was like, wow, holy shit. Like what else is left for me? You know, because again, I'm following my authentic, my authenticness and everything. I mean, just, it's a continual downpour of gratitude that I have because 
I do, I'm like shoulder to shoulder with people doing the exact same work, you know? So in the community, there's never a moment that I'm not also looking at a trigger that's coming up for the day or finding, seeking an expander to go to the next level. Even right now, this eclipse season has been really intense. I mean, I don't know if you've been feeling it, but it's been asking me to up-level tremendously. And I know a lot of huge things are coming through right now. And and therefore, I have a lot of growing pains that are needing to catch up with that in, in my career. And so there's a lot being asked of me that I'm like, I don't know if I'm ready to move that fast and, and do this and that. And that's when it's time again to like get down to the drawing board and do the work and, and follow the formula. And, you know, whenever I do, it just, it really lands and, and becomes better than what I could have imagined. So that would have to be the latest. We're closing on Friday on, on the house in Topanga. And it's like, wow, that was my list, you know, uh, six months ago. There you go. We had, like, it's so beautiful wow. to have that. Yeah. Oh, that is awesome. And something that I'm really conscious of when I'm manifesting is manifesting, but then still remaining present. So how do you do that? Like, because it's very easy to manifest and and look to the future and and want these things to manifest in our life. But how do we, or how do you then let that go, surrender, and then stay in the present moment? I love this question because it actually took me a long time to find some balance with this. I w- I've always been a person who's like, you know, I'm an Aquarius with like a lot of Aries. I'm like, what's next? Let's go, you know, like on the move. And so for me, I think this is super important because manifestation in itself is a conundrum, right? So it's asking for the future while reckoning with the past. And so the way that I like to approach that is I know, and that's the beauty of having like outlined work that you can do because you can take 20 minutes for the day to chip away at a process, you know, so like the people who are doing our work, they take 20 minutes. We have every month we send out a roadmap. So it's like, these are the workshops that I'm working through this month or that the team's working through that you can follow along if you want to know how to engage in some of the work. And so we always suggest about, you know, 20 minutes, three days a week. And therefore, when you do that, you'll know you have gotten the work done you needed for the day for whatever you're calling in. And then what I do is I become present. So I only spend that time, whether it's morning or evening, or sometimes I'll do work twice a day. And once I've done that, then I can be, it's not then I can be in the moment, then I choose to be in the moment. So it's no longer, you know, envisioning and thinking that thing I want or reckoning with the past stuff that's blocking me. It's being present within the day. And, and I like, I go about being present very similarly to how Eckhart Tolle presents it, I think is a wonderful way of dropping my thoughts as often as I can and, and really engaging in what's happening in the here and now and, sensing my senses. And, and so that's, I think a really beautiful thing. Like you, you have a practice every morning, therefore you've etched away at your, at what you have control of over the day of what works for you perfectly. And now you can go about being present for the rest of the day. And like to even make that a more macro conversation. I personally don't sit and think about what I want for the future. It's never like, I want this thing. I really follow and I, we talk about this a lot in our brand is our soul pull, you know, it's like, what is our soul pulling towards? And I'll give an example of this. So two years ago, I was, we always go away every new year's, my fiance and I, and 
that particular year, he was like, where should we go for New Year's? And for six months, I had been siren to Scotland. And to me, I've never even been that enamored with traveling to Scotland. I knew it's something I would pass through one day to me. And I had been, I mean, just so many things were sirening me and, and calling me and Scotland was popping up everywhere. And I said, I think we have to go to Scotland. I call these things pings. And so we went and I didn't know what I would find on the other side there, but we went and and when I got there, I have never, ever had such a soul connection to a place in my life ever. And I've heard people talk like that before and I didn't even know that was such a reality. And when I got there, I went, I'm supposed to live here. I'm not supposed to leave here. This is where my soul is pulled to be. And I think we get these soul pulling moments. This is what our authentic self is communicating to us. Therefore, the, the moment we got back, I started manifesting the house in Scotland. I'll be going out there to live out there for the month of October to start looking for the house there. So rather than letting society, media, all of that determine what I should be manifesting that takes me out of the present moment, these devices, I actually allow my soul to, to guide me, to show me. I get these pings and these pulls. And I, and I call those the roadmap of life. Like if we follow those and stop feeling like we need to keep up with the Joneses or whatever that might be in our algorithm, that, and also when we follow those, we are so supported. I don't know if you you can attest to that, Melissa, but I mean, when you follow that, the support follows you. <laughs> I feel like oh, totally. Totally. Like this, our dream home on the Sunshine Coast was definitely a soul pool. Like it was not something that we logically thought. It was just like our soul was pulling us here and the universe so perfectly just aligned things effortlessly. And have you been so rewarded being there since? Oh my gosh. For saying yes? For saying yes. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. And there was there was a little bit of my mind that was like, oh, are you really going to leave the city? Are you really going to leave the big smoke? And, But my soul was just like, yes, 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 yes. And we have been rewarded so beautifully. And the whole process was really quite effortless. You know, yeah. it just one thing presented itself to the next, to the next. We weren't even looking. This place just literally opened up on a magazine. Oh, wow. Yeah. And it was just so beautiful how it all happened. So yeah, I get that soul pull. And that's how I live a lot of my life. You know, everything in my business and in my personal life, I always tune into my soul. I always listen for those little nudges and that wisdom that's deep within because it always knows the way. And we just have to get quiet enough to listen to it. And it's so hard because I would I would argue there's so much at play asking us not to from <laughs> Instagram to ads to, you know, so much noise. And just as you say, it really is about getting to that quiet space to hear it, hear it correctly. Yeah. Because it is the roadmap. It, follow that and watch the rest of your life flow. Say, say no to what's not a hell yes. Watch magnetism happen right away because that's expressing your self-worth. You know, those are just like, key. no no workshop needed. Never have to go to my site if you want to create instant magnetism right now. Learn how to start saying no to what doesn't light you up and watch how things just start to float into your life. It's so magical. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I absolutely agree. Now, I'm a massive believer that we're always growing and learning and evolving. So what's something that you're working on within yourself at the moment? 
Yeah, that's a great one. So I personally don't have tons of entrepreneurial, you know, experience or background or running a team or any of that. And a huge thing for me at the moment is really learning how to create an environment where my team is totally supported, that everybody is they're here because it's benefiting to what they want to do in the future, that there isn't too much on their plate. You know, I'm really learning company, like the environment of our company and how to actually support my team better. And it's something I don't know. So I'm really having to find expanders and research. And at the exact same moment, I'm realizing how I do need a lot more specialists on the team as well. You know, right now we have six and it's it's time to bring people who have like very up-leveled, vast experience on who can be strategists and executors. So to me, this has been a massive learning curve of how to have these gifts and be quite spiritual. And I I have a very natural, you know, business side, but how to find the grace in between them and to have an environment and a culture within the company that benefits everybody tremendously, that everybody's growing and everybody's dreams are being met. So we're at a real turning point of you know, reconstructing the company for that. And it's been really cool to witness and painful and exciting and hard. And so I'm at this real cool turning point of becoming a like really teaching myself deep entrepreneurial and business skills. Mm, I love that. Thank you for sharing that. Sure. Now let's pretend that you have a magic wand and you could put one book in the school curriculum of every high school around the world. Now, I'm not sure if you're thinking of writing books and let's pretend if you are that those books will be in the curriculum. What is one book that you would choose? Yeah, so I believe every single <laughs> every single person on the planet should be taught in high school finance and should be taught like really deep women, I believe should be taught really deep health about their hormones and cycles. And I think those are the two, like some of the two most important things, because what is financed by all of us freedom, you know, and nobody has taught how to invest and make their money work for them unless you come from a family that's savvy in that. And so if there's one book I could suggest everybody to read about that is Ramit Sethi's book, I Will Teach You to Be Rich. It's uh, It has kind of a cheesy title that feels weird and salesy, but it is the most practical practical, digestible, actionable book everybody can put into play right away for significantly transforming their financial situation and their future if they want, you know, a beautiful financial future. Because again, I believe that buys freedom. And then I think something really undervalued for women is that they, they don't, they're not taught anything about their hormones and their cycle. And I think in this growing age, I mean, I saw that you had Dr. Jack Cruz on who I followed tremendously and, you know, with the blue light and the non-native EMFs, it's just our hormones are taking the craziest hit on the planet and they govern so much of our wellness and our well-being. And then on the book front for me, I actually just decided today that no, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> for at least the next two or three years, we've had a book in motion. I mean, I've been approached by 
really big publishers and agents. And for me, it just doesn't, I think for a lot of people, it doesn't make the most sense in a business model. But for me in particular, and I like getting back down to that soul level place, I don't want to write a book. (laughs) I don't want to put that time and energy. And, you know, for the most part, all of our, all of the material is so digestible within the workshops that we have. And so uh, rather than the book front right now, we're putting that on hold. I literally just got off the phone with with another agent today, and I decided that literally about two hours ago, we're actually going to start developing an app. And so oh, that wow. will make this work incredibly easy to access and very interface friendly. And I think a book is just going to be on pause. I know that that seems to always be the next business step for people. And it just doesn't make the most sense for us <laughs> and for me on a soul level. Well, that's amazing clarity to have. That's awesome. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it feels good. Because it is. It is a huge time and energy and soul investment. Massive. It's huge. I believe it. Absolutely. So is the app going to be a manifestation app? Well, so it'll be basically our work and, you know, we're meeting with different developers or we have been over the last month and what we're really trying to include in it because we have such an invested community, you know, we, we host a community is really a huge part of what we do because, you know, even as we're talking about this now, it's still such a segregated topic, you know, we could sound so weird. And that's what actually stopped me from putting this out into the world for so long is because I come from like a conservative cowboy family that. we're going to try to have some sort of social network in it as well, where you can, we call them unblocked villages. So we have them all over the world in many major cities. And so therefore you can find your like-minded community and start to have your circle once a month. And so a lot of them will gather together, go through the work together, host. It's kind of like a book club, but for manifestation. So not only will the workshops be completely accessible on it, we're trying to create this social network environment for it as well. We'll see what actually happens, you know, in the long run based on the developers we find. But that seems to be like exactly what everybody's asking for next. And so that's getting exciting at this point. And that's another thing we literally just decided on today. So I'm so happy we're having this conversation. Oh, that is awesome. And I just realized you mentioned the second book that you would recommend is is something around uh, yeah. the importance of women's hormones and, yes. and women's health. Is there a particular book that you would suggest? Absolutely. There are two. And so one is called Taking Taking Charge of Your Fertility or Taking Control of Your Fertility. And again, this isn't just for somebody who's looking to get pregnant. This is such an in-depth book about everything that's happening to us hormonally, how to track it, how to tell if we have a cyst, a breast lump, you know, or if it's just a different time of our cycle and how to tell if our progesterone's high or low, literally how we physically can tell. It gets us back into control of what we all had, you know, 200 years ago. But at this point, we really give over that control to our the, you know, like the allopathic system and our OBGYN when it's like, oh my gosh. And if we invest in our, like anything to do with our hormones at this point, it's just going to make things like going through menopause very effortless, or again, trying to get pregnant in this very toxic world. So that's one of them. And then one that I think is the Holy Grail Bible that every woman should have on her shelf is called Woman Code by Elise Vitti, which goes deep into the micronutrients of how to completely have, you know, beautiful hormones. So that's for somebody who's 
suffering for PCOS or endometriosis or blah, blah, blah. She really gets into basically things like PMS are totally unnatural. That's something that we shouldn't have any month. So how to heal that and how to understand what your body's communicating and how to fix it. And so I think those are two really important materials that every woman should engage with and empower themselves with, whether they're thinking about, you know, family planning or not family planning, both you can be incredibly empowered on. And again, for the person who deals with the bloating or the blah, 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 those are remedied, very easily remedied, or they can be. And these are great tools to help you with that. And I think they're fantastic. Mm, Absolutely. And we'll link to both of those in the show notes because I totally agree with you. It is so important that we educate ourselves on the hormones in our bodies and how to have them humming along nicely. Because like you said, we're living in a very, very toxic world at the moment. So we need to make sure that we're doing the best that we can with, with what we've got. Absolutely. I totally agree. Okay, let's talk about how your day looks. Do you have a morning routine? I love hearing about how people prime themselves for the day and how your day kind of flows. I know no two days are ever the same, but can you kind of talk us through your morning routine and how your day flows? Absolutely. So I live again between Yosemite and, you know, here. So when I'm in the city and I guess they change drastically based on where I am because when I'm in Yosemite, I get really deep into channeling and meditative, eating well. And I eat well here, but I mean, it's like, it's a very deep rhythm there. So for the most part, the things that have continuity is when I do wake up, I end up meditating. I always meditate. I do Vedic meditation or TM twice a day, and that's been tremendous for me. And so upon waking, again, I ask my body, you know, what are the nutrients you're craving today? And I really listen to that. And I cook according to that or eat out according to that. And then I do all the things. I'm very Ayurveda. I love Ayurveda for a lot of self-care practices. So I tongue scrape and I do the oil pulling and I abhyanga before I shower. Those are things that I think are really beautiful for keeping me grounded and my nervous system really strong. And another thing, going back to human design, as a projector, for anybody who's familiar with it, we are only meant to work three hours a day. We have like the lowest energy out of everybody else in the system. So when I finally heard that as somebody who suffered from endocrine issues and autoimmune issues, I was like, thank God somebody actually understands me. And when I really shifted my life into only working three hours a day and allowing a team to support the rest of that, it tremendously helped heal me. Now, especially when I moved into nature primarily, so now I'll be living between nature and nature, that healed me entirely. So a lot of the things that Jack Cruz talks about are the only things that have fixed all of my health issues. So that means getting to a place where there's no light pollution, no non-native EMFs, both of my homes, you can't find a cell tower within four miles away. I'm incredibly sensitive to things like that. So that's been really tremendous in, in keeping homeostasis for me. And then for the most part throughout the day, it's really just listening again to that soul pull. What lights me up? Is it something to read right now? Do I need to go somewhere? You know, I try to be in bed every night before 10. And when, especially when I'm in Yosemite and up there, I have all incandescent lighting and I wear the crazy red glasses. Like he talks about, Mm -hmm. Uh, I get so into my circadian rhythm that I go to bed with the sun down and wake up as the birds are chirping. So it's, uh, to me, it's most of my day is intuitive. 
So what do I need in this moment? How do I be in the moment? You know, and, and when I'm working really hard, say I don't have the luxury of only working three hours a day, that's when I really get down to like my tools that I have. So deep meditation, somewhere throughout the day, usually in the morning, I'll do what my hypnosis, what we term it, is called deep imaginings. So I'll do one of those, my daily reprogramming exercise a day. For the most part, it's, yeah, just intuitive. Like, what do I need? What do I need to stay balanced, healthy, happy? I spent so much of my life following a lot of a lot of overload of information of what we should be doing. And I dropped that the same as I did with like old manifestation techniques and started listening to what was working. And that's really transformed everything for me. Oh, wow, honey. That's amazing. So exciting. And I'm I'm really, really excited for your new place as well. That's awesome. Thank you so much. And maybe your Scotland house too. Yes, that's an exciting one. That I like at least have once a day my heart. I, there will be something when I think of Scotland that my heart lights up. So that's when you know it's a real soul pull. <laughs> oh, for sure. For sure. Absolutely. Okay, I've got three rapid fire questions for you now. Are you ready? I'm ready. Okay. What's one thing that we can do today for our health? Mm, Like red glasses, (laughs) (laughs) blue blocking glasses. Literally, I wear them throughout the day and the evening. And I think, yeah, rapid fire. It's so important to not stimulate, overstimulate, you know, the dopamine production in your brain and not throw off your hormones and, you know, watch the changes in your life. Totally. I wear my glasses every single night. And then I've got like a day pair that I usually wear whilst I'm on the computer. Sometimes I forget during the day. But at night, my husband and I are so, so strict with it. And it's just become such a habit now. We don't even think about it. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Same here. I'm always concerned. I'm like, is this good for my eyes while I'm reading? But otherwise, yeah, it's a no brainer. Same. It's just because I take them everywhere when I travel. And yeah, and I look like Bono everywhere I go, but I'm cool (laughs) with it at this point. (laughs) It's so funny that you say Bono because in, in January, a few years ago, my beautiful grandma passed away, my beautiful nonna passed away. And it was the first time that all of my siblings and I were under one house with our partners, with the kids and my mom and my dad. And so we were all back in one house and we haven't lived in the same house for, gosh, since I was 17 years old. Yeah. And my older sister just was like, all right, Bono. Like, and she just (laughs) could not stop paying me out about my Bono glasses. Like I copped it the whole week. Oh yeah, yeah. I get it nonstop. (laughs) <laughs> non-stop and now I just like whenever you whenever I see or hear about Bono I just start laughing and think of that story she would not stop paying me out the whole time oh yeah yeah it's too good to be true for people who don't really do it they're like this is just too much or apparently <laughs> I never watched the show but it's the one you got to call Saul or whatever apparently there's a brother on it who <laughs> gets so freaked out about EMFs and stuff he's like wearing tinfoil and my partner's always like that's where you're headed <laughs> <laughs> oh, I've I've done that. I've done the tinfoil thing where yeah. you stand on tinfoil. I've done that. Totally. Next level, man. <laughs> totally, totally. All right. Next question is, what's one thing we can do for more wealth in our life? So more abundance in all areas of our life. 
don't settle where you settled in the past. So again, if you're in a job where it's not lighting you up and you feel taken advantage of or any of that, I mean, we have a whole workshop called Unblocked Opulence. It's about to be changed to unblock money, like unblocking money, but that's a huge, huge, huge part of it. Where are you settling right now? Get rid of where you're settling and go find expanders who have the financial abundance that you want, that you identify with. Those are like the two things you can do. They're totally free. One's a lot harder than the other because that means giving up. It's again, saying no to anything that's not a hell yes. That's blocking your money. And a crazy thing a lot of people don't realize is In manifestation energetics, money and love are very connected. So where you're settling in love, you, you know, like some people can be just like killing it in their relationship, you know, like they can date whoever they want, blah, blah, blah. But if you're settling, it's connected to your money. So usually where you're blocked is a similar block in both. So think about that. If you're listening and you're like, oh man, I'm blocked in money. How are you settling in love? Where are you playing small in your relationship or your dating experiences? Because they're connected. Oh, totally. How you do one thing is how you do all things. Yeah. Okay. And the last rapid fire is what's one thing that we can do for more love in our life? Mm, I love ourselves, you know, like find the love in ourselves and and everybody else will follow. You know, Mm. if you project your worth and and your value, even if you're, let's say you've had the most toxic relationship with one of your parental figures forever. And I see this all the time. In fact, I see this, this was just something we had an episode with one of my team members on, on my podcast. Her name is Caitlin. And she was talking about, or was it Caitlin who was talking about that? Or maybe it was somebody else actually, but yeah, you take any relationship. You, it may have been a pattern your whole life. And then when you shift on a subconscious level, again, you go back to the memories that created that pattern and you change them and you step into your worth on a subconscious level of them. Watch how that person completely changes their behavior towards you. So it's like when you show up differently in the world, everything starts to show up differently to you. So getting back to that, if you start to love yourself, find your value and your worth, guess what the whole world is going to start to do more. They're going to love you and see your worth and your value. Mm, I love that. So true. Now, is there anything else that you want to share? Is there any last parting words of wisdom or anything that you wanted to talk about and I didn't ask you so far? No, I I actually am so present in these conversations that I think we covered wonderful, wonderful ground. There's not, not too much. Yeah, I have absolutely loved this conversation so much. Manifestation is something that I love talking about and feel so passionate about. And like we've mentioned so many times in this episode that you can really have anything that you want, anything that your heart desires, you can have. And so I want to personally thank you for your time today and also all of the amazing work that you do. You do such beautiful work and we'll link to all of your work in the show notes so everyone can go and check out all of your amazingness. But I just want to thank you so much, Lacey. I'm so glad our paths have crossed and we've been able to connect and I'm so grateful for all the love and the beauty that you're just sharing all over the world. It's amazing. Oh, I have to say all the same back to you. And it was such an honor to be able to watch you guys in person, you know, doing your relationship masterclass when I got to witness that in Venice was a really special thing. And the work you're doing is, is so profound as, as every one of your listeners already know. So thank you for taking the time. And I'm just so grateful. 
Yeah, it was so awesome having you there. That was such an amazing event in LA that we got to do. And it was so beautiful to have you there. And I have one last question before we go. And I'm a massive believer in service. And I want to know what I personally and the listeners can do to serve you today. How can we serve you? Oh, my God. Like, to me, the most gratifying thing is when people live the lives that make them the happiest. It really is what makes, lights me up. And so if you got one thing today from either, either Melissa and I, whatever, one thing sparked you and you know it's an actionable step that you can take to make your life better today, happier, more abundant, fulfilled, worthy, and you do that, that's service to me. That makes me so happy. Oh, beautiful. Well, thank you again so much, darling. I'm so grateful for your time and for all of the work that you do. And I can't wait to see you in LA very soon. You as well. And have a beautiful rest of your winter. Thank you, my love. I hope you got so much out of this episode and I'm really excited to see what you manifest in your life with our techniques and tools. And if you loved this conversation, please subscribe to the show and leave me a review on Apple Podcasts because that would mean the world to me. And it also means that you don't have to go searching for any of my episodes. They'll just pop up like magic. How cool is that? Now, come and tell me on Instagram at Melissa Ambrosini what you are wanting to manifest in your life right now. I would love to hear. And before I go, I just wanted to thank you so much for being here, for wanting to be the best, the healthiest, and the happiest version of yourself, and for showing up today for you. You rock. Now, if there is someone in your life that you can think of that would really benefit from this episode, please share it with them right now. You can take a screenshot, share it on your social media, email it to them, text it to them, do whatever you've got to do to get this in their ears. And until next time, don't forget that love is sexy, healthy is liberating, and wealthy isn't a dirty word.